Blog Talk Radio. I feel like this all the time trying to politically awaken people that they're being lied to, that there's an agenda. It's not left or right. It's, hey, there's mind control going on. The signals broadcast 24 hours a day through all this media. Just become aware of it, and they'll say, there's nothing going on. And I want to say, put on these glasses or start chewing concrete. They have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. They have recruited the rich and the powerful. And they have blinded us to the truth. The question is, do we all work for central bankers? That's what I want to address to our guests tonight. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. An estimated 50 to 70 million Americans suffer from a sleep disorder or sleep deprivation. Outside the limit of our sight, feeding off us. Perched on top of us from birth to death are our owners. Latest census numbers prove the United States has the biggest gap between rich and poor compared to all westernized countries today. Our projections show that by the year 2025, not only America, but the entire planet will be under the protection and the dominion of this power alliance. The gains have been substantial, both for ourselves and for you. The human power elite. And for the first time in all of human history, mankind is politically awakened. That's a total new reality. I've got one that can see. We can't be the only ones who can see. Unfortunately, you've grown up hearing voices that incessantly warn of government as nothing more than some separate sinister entity that's at the root of all our problems. It's a new morning in America. Fresh. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. All right, here, we'll play a little bit of stuff here for you. Can America survive the new world order? Can we survive the new world order? Well, let's... uh try to get into it right here and uh the best way we can here to explain it for you uh we'll hear it from the preacher's mouth and uh see what they got to say here all right on july the 4th 1776 56 men gathered in pennsylvania's state house to draw up a declaration of independence from we the people of the United States to King George and to England. It was a fortunate hour in our nation's history. It was one of those rare occasions when we had greatness to spare. There were no White House scandals. There were no witch hunts trying to destroy the president. There were no ungodly theatrical productions in New York about the assassination of our national leaders. There was no sick and corrupt media poisoning the minds of Americans with fake news. No one was betraying our military. Those 56 men who birthed America were our founding fathers. They were righteous. God-fearing, Bible-believing, Christ-adoring Christians. 
And I say that because the educators in America's colleges and universities today present them as greedy, malicious, self-serving people. That is a bald-faced lie. Well, let history speak for itself. John Hancock said, and I quote, We recognize no sovereign but God, and no king but Jesus. End of quote. Benjamin Russ, signer of the Declaration of Independence, said, My only hope of salvation is in the infinite love of God, manifested to the world by the death of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Nothing but his blood will wash away my sins. I rely exclusively upon that. Come, Lord Jesus, even so come quickly. Amen. End of quote. Sound like a Christian to me. Patrick Henry, it cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religionists, that means people who believe anything, not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ, period, end quote. Patrick Henry. John Jay, the first Supreme Court Chief Justice, quote, Providence has given to our people the choice of their ruler, that means elections, which means if you are a respectable citizen in America, you go vote on election day. Providence has given to our people the choice of their ruler, and it is the duty as well as the privilege of our Christian nation, listen, to select and prefer Christians for their rulers, period, end of quote. So much for political correctness. Charles Carroll, signer of the Declaration of Independence, without morals a republic cannot subsist at any length. Those who are decrying the Christian religion whose morality is so pure are undermining the solid foundations of morals. The best security for the duration of our nation is morality. End of quote. What does the best security for America? the solid foundation of morality. King David writes in Psalms, the 11th chapter, the third verse, read with me if you will. 11.3 For if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Let us examine today the spiritual and moral foundations of America and ask ourselves if the foundations are being destroyed, and if they are, can America survive? I will assure you that America is in a fight for its existence, and we the people must come back to the God of our fathers. Heavenly Father, we gather here today to worship you and to celebrate America, its freedom, its liberty, and justice for all. In Jesus' name we pray, and all of God's children said, praise the Lord. You may be seated. The question, does America have righteous leaders today? The answer is absolutely yes. They're not in the majority, 
But we have some wonderful people in Washington right now working for the preservation of America. Hear me, America. There's a serious united effort to bring our government down by the media. The liberal media is at war with the American people for the survival of our constitutional government. And don't you forget it. How can you help? You can pray to the God of heaven who has all power in heaven and on earth. Prayer changes things. Say that with me. Prayer changes things. Say it again. Prayer changes things. We can pray for our righteous leaders. We can pray against the enemies of liberty that they be exposed, that they, that they be brought to confusion, that they be brought to chaos, that they be brought to financial destruction. I'm describing spiritual warfare. Quit praying for the post-nasal drip of your parakeet. God's not concerned about that. In significant numbers, as the guardians of the free republics, if you have the courage to reclaim the de jure institutions of your government as a juror on the de jure grand juries, then I invite you to send us an email and mark in the subject line, wish to join, a dash, and then put in the name of the republic uh, in which, which you will be representing. If you would like to be a state or regional coordinator who will uh, uh, handle the final organization of the du jour grand juries, or you believe you can assemble a substantial number of people in furtherance of the goals that I've outlined here tonight, then please mark the subject line coordinator, add a dash, and put the name of the republic. And uh, finally, before I bring my fellow guardian elders to the program, I would like to address any other groups or assemblies or similar undertakings throughout the land. If you're engaged in assembling or a similar process, but you don't quite know the way to uh, the way to the finish line, I invite you to come over and join with us. As I think you will find that the Restore America plan is the last best hope to re-inhabit the republic now, not later, in the most logical way with the least risk of conflict and. Um, unnecessary controversy. Now, mind you, even if the military were to fail to fulfill their offer to us, the mere act of assembling with true and proper authority on the land is a victory in and of itself, as we will then have the authority to engage the public pretenders on a playing field where they simply cannot stand, a field where they have no borrowed energy with which to commit further acts of evil, and where the facade of legitimacy has been fatally punctured. It's so thoroughly penetrated that many of them will shrink away from confrontation with the knowledge that the liabilities of attempting to subjugate the jure land-based authority by private, corporate, de facto actors is far too perilous to accept. You know, folks, lawyers, many lawyers are well aware that they have no authority on the land and certainly no standing to disobey the lawful orders of the sovereign people. Now, for those of you who doubt that when push comes to shove, the officers of the United States Federal Corporation, especially the higher levels of the judiciary, judiciary do not understand their limitations, 
I'm going to bring forth our first guest. He's never been on the program before. He is a member of what we're calling the Guardian Elders who authored this procedure and will be taking responsibility for it. But two years ago, I told you a story about this man, and then Larry Beecraft spent a year ridiculing that he didn't exist and that his story, if he did exist, was untrue. I told you a story, I think it was January two years ago, of a fellow who got placed on the ground and shackled, brought in on a Friday into a federal court. They said they'd hold him to Monday, and he told the marshals, if you do, I'll issue a warrant for your arrest. They asked him how, and he said, I'll issue the warrant. I'll have uh, three county notaries sign off on it. So you'd better take me to the magistrate tonight. And they did. And the magistrate entered court and said, sir, what's your name? And he said, I am who I say I am. And he said, I asked you again, what's your name? And he said, well, I'm the guy who's holding a warrant for the arrest of, and he mentioned the name of a judge he had completed an administrative process on. Lo and behold, it was that judge whose face turned bright red and left the courtroom and never came back, and 20 minutes later the marshals were joking, where'd he go? Well, I think he's in the back throwing up. This friend of mine signed an appearance bond because he didn't want his family to worry and he knew he could take care of it later, but he was a little tardy in taking care of it. And so they sent the 12-member SWAT team. They hauled him in. And I am proud to be introducing to you a man who stood there by himself while the so-called judge told him he had maybe 20 other charges in a sealed indictment he was going to spend many years in prison. And when he asked my friend his name, my friend said, by what authority do you come before me? That legendary line that most of you know. And within the course of the next 24 hours, he arrested two of the judges who ran from that courtroom with red faces. He stood up as a member of the sovereign people, as a living man who would not convey his energy to them to convene their dirty business. And when the chief judge said to him, uh, what are you going to do? rather the second judge said to him, what are you going to do with the problem you have? He said to the judge, I need to correct you. I don't have a problem you do. But I tell you what, I understand there's a lien for $135 million against this place, so I'll have three county notaries sign off on it. We'll mail it to the provost marshal, and we will hold a bleeping yard sale around there. He said that in open court, and the judge ran. And before the end of the second day, the final judge, the chief judge, ran from the room, then stuck his head back in and said, oh, I forgot. Case dismissed, all charges dismissed. And they brought my friend into a holding room. And then they brought 10 U.S. Marshals. By the way, you understand there is no such office. 10 U.S. de facto agents, one by one, to apologize to him, unprecedented. And then they brought him into chambers, and the three judges were there, and they said, if you get any more paper from this, please do not send it back to us. Just call us and we'll take care of it. And so I bring you tonight a man who knows who he is. That's the kind of people you will be guided by in this process. And I'm proud to welcome to the program Regan Duane. Regan, thanks for joining us, especially when you have the flu. Yes, I'm, I'm a little bit under the weather. All right, well, thank you, Regan. And you don't even sound like you, but uh, <laughs> be patient for one minute because I'd like to bring our other guests in. Sure. Secondly, uh, 
This second guest is someone that our regular listeners know very well. What can I say about him that won't embarrass him to no end? Because he is a humble man and a scripturally uh, honest broker in every sense of the word. If you need advice and if something is right and wrong, this is the man you go to. He grew up on the south side of Chicago, and you would not want to go up against him in a dark or, for that matter, a light alley. And he has looked them in the face 60 or 70 times and told them to get lost. He does not carry state ID. He drives around, as both of these fellows do, in their own vehicles, without plates, without placards. He's a man of enormous knowledge and dedication and absolutely has refused for years to take any compensation for the assistance that he has provided to people. He has put himself on the line more than anyone I know. He has a command of the issues better than anyone I know. And he is in the front line of uh, many of the things that we do. You've heard him before. You've listened to him because he's worth listening to. My pleasure to bring to the program Thomas Bradford Schultz. Tom, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sam. Good to be here. <clears throat> now, I don't know if our third guest, the third member of the Guardian Elders is with us or not, uh, because he was supposed to call me earlier, but he was involved in seminar, and the phones are tied up from what I've heard from the producer in my ear. We're okay, so uh, we do have an open line. Tim, if you're out there trying to get in, call in now, please. Uh, this fellow is well-known to most of you because he has toured the country selflessly to bring you freedom, his freedom documents and his freedom methods. He's charged minimally for that sharing of information. He has uh, a wealth of people who look to him for counsel and advice. He's a wonderful guy, another scriptural devotee, he has engaged them in their own forums. He is a former employee of FEMA in Florida. I believe he was second in command in the state, so he knows the system from the inside. I had that feeling. So we owe so many people who came before us, but John Lewis is the name of this bill for a reason. God bless him. He's looking. All right, everybody, short pause right there. We'll go to the second part of this uh podcast here. Hopefully I can get, get to the second part here. Uh, oops, sorry. sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. Hopefully we got the second part here we can pull up. Uh, we got another part here that's coincided. Prior to that, and the judge opened up the, they called the case, the judge opened up his folder and said, I don't understand any of this. Case dismissed. So... I mean, but that's that's what it is, and that's what that's what the one Supreme Court is is is, is the living uh, the living man and woman because their their courts are dead, and if you come in as a living uh, the living energy and the source, folks, you are the court, and and some of these folks understand this. Now, uh, some of them do, some of them don't. Let me have you hypothesize. Let's assume the worst, fellas. Let's assume. Uh, in our strategy, when the time comes, which is early on, to approach the military with the uh, fully fulfilled prescription, and let's say they simply don't fulfill their part of the bargain, 
How do you see that, Regan? What kind of – do you view the military as even being necessary to what we're doing, or do you view the very fact of assembling, forming du jour grand juries, and organizing as the well-regulated guardians of the free republic a victory in and of itself? Uh, the military would just be a bonus, in my opinion, uh, you know, in case you've got somebody that, that's totally rogue. Um, you know, you, you might have to send the military in to slap their hand, but uh, I, I don't think the military is even uh, a necessity here as long as we don't get plumb out of hand. I mean, if we start going back and bringing up issues where, where a police officer gave your daughter a speeding ticket two years ago and treated you like shit in court and all that, and, you know, we were out for venge, you know, vengeful uh, undertakings, then it's going to backfire. But as long as we uh, act like grown-ups, and, and uh, forgive, you know, anything past and basically try to correct what's ahead of us, uh, I think it'll take care of itself. And, Tom, how do you feel about that? Once we're properly organized, basically sanctioned as the guardians, and we encounter a situation without military support, what is your feeling about that, Tom? I'm I know on that. I'm a complete agreement over Reagan. It's not their job. Uh, what they do recognize is this. They are under civilian authority. They just have never heard from us. In other words, the boss has never told them what to do. These people work for us. They are our families. They are our, our brothers and our sisters. They would like to hear from us because the only people they've been hearing from is the corporations. Now, look, there is things that many of the listeners may, may not be aware of, but high-ranking military officers have been going into court to challenge the supposed commander-in-chief. Does he have any lawful authority? Excuse me, we're not sure of that, and we're not going to obey orders unless we can have some substantiation to that. Now, DOD has reversed orders to go to the Middle East within 24 hours by bringing those court cases up. Some of the people that are involved in that are Davy Shade and the... Um, I, I won't pronounce her name properly, but an attorney out in California has brought hundreds of military officers in, in California, to the courts on that issue alone. And this is a, it's a problem for the military, and it's a problem for us. These are our brothers and sisters. We're supporting them as much as they support us. I don't think that we need their support, but we need to know, they need to know, when they're obeying lawful orders. And, and that's a difference and a distinction we have to put out there. Is there lawful orders and is there lawful authority that's come down from these corporations? When we live with the delusion that a corporation is equal to a man, that's the biggest spin maker I've ever heard in my life. There is no corporation, as Rankin so eloquently put, that's not dead. It's a legal fiction of the mind, the evil imagination of men, and there is no way in God's green earth, as it's in the Bible, take a tank of whatever <laughs> you've been found in the balances and found wanting. There is no way on God's green earth that a corporation equals the weight of a living man or a woman in that courtroom. We are the boss. We are the judge. These people work for us, and they are there for a purpose. We do want the drug dealers off the streets. We do want people who would attack our children and hurt our family members dealt with. And that does require some form of military force. Remember, our local policemen are just military force. And when I say military force, I'm talking about everybody who had a gun or a badge. The reality is we have many of these people that are just out of whack. I don't frankly know what kind of psychological test they're giving a lot of them when they think they're playing with tasers is playing with some kind of new toy. 
These things are lethal devices. There were over 700 people killed last year with tasers. Um, just a couple other interesting points I might bring up. But to my understanding, they have quit publishing federal indictment statistics ever since 1988. Because in 1988, there were 27,000 indictments filed, and only 17 people were not indicted. And they quit publishing after that because it's been 100% all the time since. What does that tell you about the grand jury system and the way it's been perverted now? Only a U.S. attorney is bringing in a grand jury, and he's bringing in 12 people who don't want to be there, and they're going to listen to the hearsay of an attorney about the 52 names that they rounded up, and we know, I mean, we watch this on television shows, the coercion, the, the interrogation techniques, the, uh, the uh, terror that they put people through just to get names. And then we'll round them all up and bring them into a grand jury where, in reality, the people never get to appear, they never get to defend, they never get to question their accuser, and out comes a, a bill of indictment. And we're dealing with what? A commercial crime again, and we don't know what the remedy is, and they won't tell us. Now, if that's not fraud, deception, and a crime against humanity, I don't know what else is. If we want to have transparency as people like the Bible want to spout, then let's have some transparency. Let's open the books in that courtroom and see if they're operating in commerce or not. And if they are, of course, the Clearfield Doctrine specifies that any court dealing in commerce is not a court. They're just a corporation. They have no more authority over you than McDonald's Corporation does. So why are you there listening to them? That's exactly the point. Reagan knows that. I know that. You know that. <laughs> We're just trying to teach everybody else that. Put the fear out of your mind because your fear is what empowers them. Winston Churchill said it. We don't have anything to fear but fear itself. So get rid of it. Scripture told us the same thing. It's the only thing I know in Scripture repeated multiple times. Matter of fact, 365 times in Scripture it says, Fear not, for I am with you. If you will act righteously and responsibly, who is behind you? What authority do you have now? The creator of the universe. I'll take that any day over any institution on earth. All right. Thank you, Tom. Uh, folks, as I said, this uh, the general outline for this program was given to us by the military in a pretty high-ranking um, uh, discussion that was held, uh, a number of discussions, actually. And so we expect it to go according to the plan that we've laid out. Now, the document itself, the declaration, is written in Old English text. It looks the part. It feels the part. It sounds the part. It is the part. And if, in the event, it becomes subject to public scrutiny at the hands of the media or otherwise, it will stand as a shining document because it has been cleansed of uh, the nut job threshold that we are subject to by people who have been in a state of amnesia for 70 or 80 years. Um, the first page is the unanimous declaration of the sovereign people. It is followed by a variety of action, short and sweet documents that utilize the power of the, the inherent power on the land, the God-given power, the power under the constitutions of the free republics granted to the de jure grand juries. And every de jure grand jury has authority that at no time can ever be matched or exceeded by any de facto institution. As I said, we are planning to do this behind the scenes. 
But if the uh, military promises are broken and things don't unfold behind the scenes according to the plan, the du jour grand juries still have the absolute authority by declaration and by historical precedent to exercise their power judiciously according to the oath of office, which is not a... He certainly knows the evils of the shadow government in the uh, manifested in the organization known as FEMA and Homeland Security. I don't know if he's on the line, but I'm going to introduce him as if he is a man of uh, great knowledge, and, and uh, especially with commercial procedures, a friend of mine. I'm proud to call all of these men my friends, pr prouder than you folks can imagine. If you understood the risks that these people take, the knowledge that any day their lives could be snuffed out. All of us now, for the first time, probably feeling fear of that because we don't want this process to be killed. That's why we're sharing it now. First time I've ever felt any fear about it. I want to see the end to the travesty that has befallen this world. And my next guest, I'm proud to welcome you. James Timothy Turner. Tim Turner. Tim, welcome to the program if you're there. No, Tim. Well, hopefully Tim will call in. But uh, most of you know Tim, so uh, you can imagine what he would say. Well, I'd like to begin, if I may, uh, first of all, by welcoming uh, Regan and Tom to the program and Tim when he joins us. And um, I'd like to... Regan, with your with apologies to you, I'd like to start with Tom's perspective. Tom, I give you the floor because I know you're going to give us both barrels. If you would just uh, give us your perspective on the process, the worldly perspective on this process that we are undertaking and the bigger story. Well, thank you, Sam, and I appreciate that. 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 Oh, we got a hiccup there on the replay there. Oh, boy, how nice. Thank you, Sam. All right, here we go. Obviously, that was pre-recorded, the first part there. Let's get to the uh, second part here. Now, if we can reconvene here at the uh, the other two individuals that we have here on the line, if I can bring them back on. We had to reconvene. Obviously, uh, the one there with Mr. Turner, Obviously, we know he's in prison right now, so that's not live. We know that's not live. Uh Back to so I had problems connecting them, and we had problems with the studio mic, uh, microphone there and the headset and my phone here, my phone line too. So we might not get it. So that's why I had replayed some uh, one of the old interviews from years ago. So, but uh, understand the times which we live today, and a lot of people don't understand the republic and the de jure system and the de facto system, and they don't get it. And, I, and what he said there was so key. That's why I played that part with the fear, the fear, the fear uh, aspect of everything. And, that, and that's what we all have this fear, you know, and we don't have to have it. We don't have to have that fear at all. So let me uh, see if I can get back over here to this um, <clears throat> this part right here and uh, see if I can get these two back on the line here. Um, let's go here, this part here. This will be good. Is acting exclusively outside of Article 3. It's acting exclusively at the pleasure of the executive. Isn't that correct? Yes, it's, it's it's operating under the Administrative Procedures Act. 
They have the power through that court to appoint marshals, marshals that have genuine authority that supersedes any other agent of a de facto territorial replacement corporate government. So the powers available to the grand juries are many if the men and women will seize them. However, if we do things right, we will not need to exercise those powers because the offer was brought to us by men and women who are tired of taking their orders from a corporate CEO. Tom, you have anything you'd like to add tonight, please? Well, that's very hard to do after you two gentlemen so eloquently uh, express these issues. I would just like to say that um, from my standpoint, it reminds me of people sitting in the stands. You can sit at a soccer game and cheer for your team all day long, but this is not a soccer game. This is an active participatory event. You can either get on the field and help bring and restore your country back to what it's supposed to be, a nation under God. Remember, all 50 constitutions refer to their authority under God. Public Law 97-280, it recognizes Scripture as the one and only Word of God. That is the ultimate law. Over and above all this corporate nonsense. So you see, even they recognize where the authority is. We just have not stepped up to the plate. So I encourage everybody to step up to the plate. If you do not want to step up to the plate, please do us all a favor. Quit complaining that you don't have a remedy, because you do. You just don't want to take responsibility for it, in which case, please save us the time of annoying phone calls and emails. Step up to the plate. Be responsible in your community, just like you're required to be responsible in your family. Amen. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, folks, let me emphasize that point. I mentioned this in one of my emails. If you decline, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up. If you're one of those people who writes me an email saying, Sam, I've got 19 foreclosures and bank collection actions underway. They took the equipment from my business. <clears throat> They've garnished my wages when I went to work for someone else. They seized my bank accounts. They foreclosed on my house. I'm living in a car. And we have a remedy here if the people will only come together and seize their power and authority. With a man here on the call who went into their highest den of inequity and walked out in less than 48 hours after 10 apologies from the marshals who were on the SWAT team. If that's not the proof you need, I don't know what is. So if that remedy is before you and you decline, then you, my friends, have waived your right to cite excuses. You've waived your right to blame others. You've waived the right to whine and complain and ask for help because we are here. There are four of us. Tim is here in spirit tonight. I'd like to address that in a minute. We are here offering you the remedy after a year of high-level consultation and discussion with people in authority who have said, go out and make it happen. They actually said 
a number of things to be done, and in some cases people just had too much fear to comply. Had they, they would have had their remedy. And now it's time for the people of America, the people who populate the free American republics, to take back what is theirs, what never left, but which you were deluded into thinking had disappeared. So if you really want to take the ball here, then you send an email to the Restore America Plan at gmail.com and you say, I want to be a state coordinator and this is the republic. We talked about this uh, with the sheriffs also getting together the sheriffs on the lower level with the assembly, with the uh, assemblies putting together the sheriff, uh, contacting your uh, local sheriffs. Uh, and because the sheriff's is the sheriff's office is the uh, duly elected, uh, you know, uh, he's he's the top cop of your of your county. And if you you know if you if you can't get your sheriff on board, then your county is lost. If you if you don't have a constitutional sheriff, then you need to replace him. So I think there's a lot of uh, uh, other thoughts there uh, uh, to this uh, aspect with the republic, you know. And, I, and everyone knows that I always invite a lot of people from the republic on my podcast show. Uh, especially Mr. Carpenter from Colorado and whatnot, and then we had a couple of weeks ago Justice Waters, so uh, also on here. And uh, these are the remedies that are here now. They're, they, remedies are, are are there for you, but uh, so don't complain if you can't if you can't uh, fix it, you know if you can't get involved because uh, stop the crying because they're pulling the rug out from underneath us right now. We talked about the emergency broadcast a couple of weeks ago too. People were ah nothing happened, nothing happened. It did happen because I have people that told me that they saw it. Okay. And and that was and it was a psyop. It was it was it, but there but it did happen. There was a there was a broadcast. Okay, I have I have I have it. So you don't tell me there wasn't. Uh, let me get uh, Jim Carpenter on here. Uh, yeah, I think I see his phone number pop up. Go ahead, Jim. Is that you? Good evening, uh, Doctor Joe and America. Wonderful uh, wonderful world in which we live. Huh? Appreciate yeah, yeah. Your, uh, appreciate your sharing that little bit of history with people. Oh yeah, that was a real turning. That was a real turning point in our society and as a as a republic to finally drop our grievances, band together in unity to achieve a common goal, which is liberty and freedom and justice for all. And uh, only because of censorship and infiltration and and deception and. Uh, Everything but out, all out physical war, and there have been those killed uh, for the cause and incarcerated. But uh, it's been a silent war, Joe, and we're we're blessed to still be here to talk about it, my friend. Well, we're working behind the scenes, working behind the scenes. People don't know what we do. We don't share everything that we do all the time with everybody. It's just like when you come on this podcast or when I divulge into something. Well, tell us something this. Tell us this. Tell, you can't. There's no way possible you can handle that type of information. Not even I know everything, and not even Jim knows everything. I know things he doesn't know, and he knows things that I don't know. And we'll share them with each other as we let, at, you know, you let a little bit out at a time. You've got to remember, you're talking about deception here that has happened over 100 years you know, uh, uh, well, actually, before that, prior, after the Civil War, that really began its foothold, but it didn't take shape until after the passage of the Federal Reserve Act, you know, uh, where they controlled our money and then bankrupted us in 1929. So, you know, all these years it took to, for them to t- get this grasp and this hold on our system, and it, you just can't overnight have it, you know, disappear. Now, the, this staging point with Afghanistan, 
is very, very, very uh, large, and I believe that this is really going to – but people can't see Kamala Harris coming into the picture. I was having a discussion with somebody from the Republic uh, about that today, and uh, they just can't see it either. I just can't see Kamala Harris because Biden's going to be stepped down. We know that. You know, they're going to they're going to he's going to be stepped down before the midterms. But, uh, you know, I, but then that, uh, Kamala Harris would have to be, uh, 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 you know, certified. Right. But governor. Well, that's true, but I believe we're going to see two jurisdictions, Joe. Um, it's pouring more and more in that direction. And I know I've stated that time and again for quite a while now. And it keeps being verified. I'll get to you. And uh, I think that uh, it's going to come to the point where people will opt to have who they want to be their president here in the United States. And there will be two jurisdictions, one for and by the people, liberty and justice for all, based on the original Constitution and agreement with the world through our Declaration of Sovereign Intent and claims and assets. And then there will be the idiots out there, the ones that, that don't have enough to get rub, brain cells to rub together to be able to make it on their own. And they're the product of the deep state's education system, and and they gave birth to it, and they're going to have to deal with it. And so um, there's going to be some... I think there'll be a lot of friction, too. I think there'll be happen. a lot of friction between the two jurisdictions. I think there will be. But you'll have to pick your battles, you know. But, uh, Governor, i got some other callers yeah. here I want to bring on the uh, voices here prominent voices that want to probably uh, get involved. I don't know a couple of these. I don't know who they are, but uh, 419, go ahead. I'll unmute you. Go ahead. Hello, Joe. This is Mark. Yes. How you doing, Mark? Good, good. Uh, You guys are right there in my ballpark. And I want everybody out there tonight to think on this one. They're talking about constitutional law and whatnot. That indictment is the only thing that keeps us out of the courts. And I challenge anyone tonight that's got anyone in jail to go find a hand-signed indictment, which is supposed to be hand-signed by the grand jury foreman. The Supreme Court case on that is when John Dillinger's men here in Allen County killed Jeff Sarber, the sheriff of Allen County, killed him in his jail. The three men were set up for a murder trial, and they were all released because that indictment was not signed. It was a rubber stamp. I had both indictments, and now they're trying to hide the evidence right here in Allen County. I took this case all the way to the United States Supreme Court on writ of certiorari. So I understand what you're talking about. I have done it. But the powers that be, they make too much money doing this. I also learned that the senators were bribed with a stock private prison industry. That's why we have 3 million people locked up as of today because they siphon that money right off the common man's back, the taxpayer, and they put it directly in their pocket in exchange for stock uh, prices going up in the private industry prisons. So if we're going to get justice 
and uh, for everybody and whatnot, we have to start there by releasing the prisoners that are in there that are innocent, that are in there without a proper indictment. This will stop a lot of the corruption. They can't be corrupt if they don't have money. But Mark, 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 I, I kind of agree with you. But see, those—that's an individual battle. Those are individual battles that we are, are fighting with each. You know that that we you have to look at the we, bigger picture here. We can't just get the people out of prison, which we should, that are wrongfully in there. But at the same time, we're out here. You know, they got plenty of places to put us too. You know, so we've got to stop. We've got. I think the two, what the governor was talking about the two jurisdictions, and that's what's going to happen here, and it's going to take shape and form here right before your eyes. It's happening right now, actually, and uh, um, we've got to get on board all as one team together. All these different groups out there. That's why I played the history there, a little history foothold there, and I had two 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 people from that call actually live on this podcast here. Uh, but uh, but I lost two. I lost one of them, um, and then I, I hung up on the other one by accident. <laughs> but uh, the, um, the what I'm trying to say is this: is that we're we can't be fighting these individual battles that are taking our energies away and our resources away. We've got to stick to one thing, and then the republic is the way is the way here, and that we have to be, create these parties of assemblies of people to stand up in their localized communities together, because nationally you're not going to be able to do this unless your local area is strong first and has a foothold where, it can, where you can eliminate the local corruption first. The de facto we know is corrupt. We know the corporate, corporation is corrupt. We know that. They have, the, they have the control. They have the media, right? But they don't have all the media, because we're right here talking about the truth. But where is everybody else? Yeah, I got a bunch of people on the call here now tonight. I got a few in the chat room. I got people listening via the internet. Yeah, that's great. But what about where is everybody else? You know, we've got, and I know the They're governor are there. He, was, he just got off a call. You know, so you know, uh, which I was listening to, by the way, uh, with the republic. So you know, it, everybody's out there working. What's that? Everybody's out there working, nose to the grindstone, yeah. because that's what the elites want. They want us all. Separate to whereas if yeah. we do agree, we can't work together to come to a legitimate outcome. So they have yeah. us by the short hair. We can't fight true. them at this at this right time because we have to keep a roof over our heads, the bills paid, the kid with braces, etc. And they know this. So they'll drag it out long as they can or long as they have to without coming to a conclusion. They'll drag well, let me play, out. Let me get another section. Well, let me put another, let me play another excerpt here that I saved, I downloaded and saved from uh, years ago because it gives good it gives good motivation and advice to to uh how, you know, th- this really has to be corrected and fixed. There's the only one way to do this. There's only uh, one lawful way. An extremely interesting read. It won't be dist- at this time our decision has been not to distribute the document generally, uh, and I caution people, you know, if you go out on the Yahoo groups and whatever and you start condemning, well, my friends, you are condemning your own future. You don't have to join us, but you certainly have to rise above your own ignorance that doesn't realize that when the patriot community demonstrates to actors working for a corporation, it is capable of nothing but fractionalization, it then invites the only weapon that they have against the jour lawful authority. 
and against this massive communication system that Tom pointed out that is equal to theirs and in some ways exceeds theirs because of our access to so many different websites and venues. And that weapon that they have in reserve is something they've been using for millennium, and it is disinformation. And if you don't believe me, read Tupper Saucy's Rulers of Evil, which is available on the web. Tupper Saucy, by the way, was a great patriot, and this program is also dedicated to Tupper, who passed away uh, last year, I believe. That, disinfor that uh, a controversy between patriots publicly is really nothing more than an invitation for greater disinformation and other weapons that induce discord among people who really have a common goal. So this document is not going to be put out, at least at this time, in general distribution. In fact, we still have a final polish to do, which won't take another day or two, but it will be available, at least initially, through the state coordinators, and will be on a very uh, rapid joining covenant of office process that will get us to the minimum threshold of signatories. Now, the signatories, each, there's a page for each for original free American republic, and in fact, for all 50 republics. And um, those pages are incorporated as part of the document. And those who sign on, who take the covenant of office to join the guardians of the free republics and, and become a juror on the de jure grand juries, they um, will be signing four of those pages for four original copies that will be archived away and then certified by the four of us who, as architects of the process, are taking a position of overseers. And the best we could come up with was the term guardian elders, and that's not to propagate our glory. That's so that the people we deal with will understand that we've had our hand in this and we're putting the full weight of our signatures as, as authentication of the entire original and authenticated copies of the original documents. All right, so we're going to a uh, station identification in about 10 seconds. When we come back, there are a couple of uh, other issues to address, and I'd also like to pay homage to one other. Handle the truth. Thank you very much. We're back, folks. It's hard for me to proceed in this program without commercial ads for Super Beta Prostrate, but I'm going to do my best. Um, and by the way, all of us on this program tonight probably could use a good dose of it. Uh, given our age and seasoned uh, contribution to the freedom movement. You know, Tom, you were very wise, as always, in pointing out that we are piggybacking on the successes and the research and the experiences of many other people. And we want to respect those people. We don't want to be considered competitors in any way. We respect what they have done and what they have accomplished. And one comes to mind who I'd like to mention here tonight, someone I learned a great deal from by listening to his early radio programs, and I recommend that you go there and listen yourselves if you don't have experience to understand what, it really, what the distinction really is between the original institutions that came out of the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution itself, the meaning of that document, the authority, rightly or wrongly, of that document, and uh, uh, the place of, of these various events in history. His name is David Clarence a most knowledgeable man, and uh, this uh, program is dedicated to David as well. David has also paid a price 
for arriving at the knowledge base that has contributed to where we're at now, where we are at now. Because we're at the point now that is answering the question that people have had for a number of years. How do you get the military to intervene when no one else will, when you think you're out of your remedy? Let me emphasize again, we don't need the, rem we don't need the military to intervene. The beauty of, of personal growth, the beauty of spiritual growth, is that when the time comes that you no longer need to ask the question, you have arrived at the ability to seize the remedy by the fruits of your own labors. And that's where we're at now. If necessary, these du jour grand juries will do their jobs as functioning grand juries, possibly behind the scenes, possibly in the, uh, in the open. But when push comes to shove, a prosecutor in de facto law venue or pretend law venue or color of law venue, a de facto grand jury and... Even judges at the highest levels of the government, judges who folded in the presence of Regan Duane when he was in his courtroom that they thought was theirs, they will fold their cards when confronted by properly organized guardians of the free republics and de jure grand juries across the land. The assembly convening organization and covenant process is a victory in itself, and we only want people to join us who understand that. If you have doubts about that, if your stomach is doing butterflies at this moment and saying, I don't know if I could stand up if the time came that I had to, then you should not be a part of this process because you are actually part of the remedy. The people who join must be part of the remedy. It is our knowledge of who we are that gives us the power. And who we are are children of the Lord who take a back seat to no corporate actors. They work for us. Our forefathers created the circumstances that allowed the corporations to be formed and, in a sense, formed those corporations. And they work for us and are subservient to our orders in all ways. But along with that power that we will have, that authority that we will have, comes great responsibility. And we seek men and women, even if you're organized in other assemblies or, or other, uh, uh, other organizations of other types, if you are ready to take back your country from corporate uh, subservience, then we are uh, coveting your covenant with us in the presence of the Lord. Regan, uh, how do you, you've had success walking in fearlessly into a number of different situations. What do you envision if a du jour grand jury had to act locally? I don't really see any issues. Like I say, as long as, as, long as you don't get out of hand and, uh, you know, do, do it civilly, uh, I don't see any any issues arising. I mean, if if one man can do it, folks, as Tom's demonstrated time after time, and yourself and, and others across the country, uh, what about 26, <laughs> you know, good men and women together? 
what, what you know what can they do? And one thing that's been lost in this um, the structure of of what we call government is the, the executive branch, even though it's de facto, is the only branch of government. Um, that's in existence at this time, and what folks don't know is the grand jury is the force, the branch of government of the United States of America. It always has been. Uh, so now you've got the executive branch and you've got the grand jury, uh, and that's the only two branches of government in operation at this time. All right. Okay. And a lot of people don't. Uh, well, another thing too, I'm trying to. I would like to read here real quick uh, the um, this how this really works and how uh, wanted to read something. I had it right here in front of me. It's always, always. Uh, you know, no no one can force a citizen into a contractual agreement. You know, the judicial, executive, and legislative branches of the government do not have that power, okay? Uh, so people have to understand that. And there's plenty of uh, cases out there and situations where if you do things the right way and you understand, you know, when people say, well, that means I'm not going to be a United States citizen anymore. I don't think, I don't know how to explain that to people. I really don't. I maybe if I don't know if I got the governor still on the line here. How do you explain that to somebody when somebody says, "Well, I'm not going to be a part of the, the I'm not I'm not going to get my food stamp card anymore or uh I'm not going to get my my pension anymore uh if I join the republic." You know, I, I get that a lot, you know. I get that a real no, lot. No, that's not true. That's not true, Joe. You still got those contracts that they that and the, the republic has no authority at this time. But, you know, yeah. you have playing some really good history, Joe, but I want to add to it, okay? Okay. What, and I think it's very important that your listening audience gets the complete picture of what was going on back in 08, 09, and 2010. 08, 09 was the collapse of the system, and they were getting ready to implement Agenda 21 and the New World Order. And it was saved by a patriot from happening, and I have all those documents, seen copies of them. Um, and there's even books written about it by Tim Geithner and stating that and so on and so forth. That being said, all the money is always a good indicator when you're playing in these circles. And the banking world had run its course with the USD being the international dollar for trade, and they were flipping to a new system. And you can evidence that through research on uh, YouTube for Thrive, the movie, or the movie Thrive. And that was introducing AOC and Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal to the American people back in 2010 in that era. And so... The, the patriots of White House can see it was necessary under all the contractual conditions, not as treaties and, and uh, good old boys clubs like the UN and so on and so forth, that the American people established their jurisdictional right in world law uh, to circumvent, well, to add protection to what we just done, because once recognized internationally, then for them to come attack us individually uh, would be uh, an act of war in the international circles. And so these other games have been playing at the highest levels behind the scenes for those that have a better understanding of what was going on. What's the, hey, the Governor, I got a real quick question. I got to interject here. The, August 25th, what's going on August 25th? Isn't that the... Big day for the 
uh, I forget what, somebody explained it to me. I was on a conversation call with somebody from the Republic today, and something's going to happen on the 25th. I forget what they said, actually. It's only a couple of days away. Man, I can't remember off the top of my no, head. I'm, it has to do with money. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not privy to I have a little something to add myself, Joe. Okay, okay. I'm I'm I'll bring you back on Mark in a second. Go ahead, Governor. I'm not privy to any particular days. I do know that we are in a very pregnant place right now where the head's in the birth canal and anything can happen at any moment. And yeah. how long uh, yeah, that, that, Afghanistan that takes for that to happen. Uh, Afghanistan and all this stuff with <laughs> the military, in my opinion, I believe was one of the final stings in this movie that we're watching because I keep referring to the prairie dogs and they get to self-identify and everybody gets to self-identify. And uh, so that's where we're at. And we're drawn to a close very quickly. So with that, I'll yield. But I do, I do want to commend you for what you're playing tonight because there's a lot of history there. And once we understand what's going on in the background, we have more information in which we can assimilate it and, and, and get a picture of, what their agenda is and what our future looks like. Yeah, and, and I want to play this real quick together. here. Uh, yeah, I want to like to play this actually real quick. So about seven minutes long. This will be the last part I'll play tonight uh, of this interview uh, that I have. Um, and then I'll bring Mark back on here, and uh, then uh, anybody wants to make a comment real quick. Uh, and then I've got, to, of course, uh, preaching. Uh, also, I had a preacher on earlier that uh, we're uh, preaching, Can America Survive the New World Order? Uh, so uh, it was, that was very interesting. So let me play this about, six, about five minutes long, and uh, that'll be it for the... ...upon in significant numbers as the guardians of the free republics. If you have the courage to reclaim the de jure institutions of your government as a juror on the de jure grand juries then I invite you to send us an email and mark in the subject line, wish to join a dash, and then put in the name of the republic uh, in which, which you will be re representing. If you would like to be a state or regional coordinator who will uh, uh, handle the final organization of the du jour grand juries, or you believe you can assemble a substantial number of people in furtherance of the goals that I've outlined here tonight, then please mark the subject line coordinator, add a dash, and put the name of the republic. Way with the least risk of conflict and um, unnecessary controversy. Now, mind you, even if the military were to fail to fulfill their offer to us, the mere act of assembling with true and proper authority on the land is a victory in and of itself, as we will then have the authority to engage the public pretenders on a playing field where they simply cannot stand, a field where they have no borrowed energy with which to commit further acts of evil, and where the facade of legitimacy has been fatally punctured. It's so thoroughly penetrated that many of them will shrink away from confrontation with the knowledge that the liabilities of attempting to subjugate the jure land-based authority by private, corporate, de facto actors is far too perilous to accept. You know, folks, lawyers, many lawyers are well aware that they have no authority on the land, 
and certainly no standing to disobey the lawful orders of the sovereign people. Now, for those of you who doubt that when push comes to shove, the officers of the United States Federal Corporation, especially the higher levels of the judiciary, judiciary, do not understand their limitations, I'm going to bring forth our first guest. He's never been on the program before. He is a member of what we're calling the Guardian Elders who authored this procedure and will be taking responsibility for it. But two years ago, I told you a story about this man, and then Larry Beecraft spent a year ridiculing that he didn't exist and that his story, if he did exist, was untrue. I told you a story, I think it was January two years ago, of a fellow who got placed on the ground and shackled, brought in on a Friday into a federal court. They said they'd hold him until Monday, and he told the marshals, if you do, I'll issue a warrant for your arrest. I asked him how, and he said, I'll issue the warrant. I'll have uh, three county notaries sign off on it. So you'd better take me to the magistrate tonight. And they did. And the magistrate entered court and said, sir, what's your name? And he said, I am who I say I am. And he said, I asked you again, what's your name? And he said, well, I'm the guy who's holding a warrant for the arrest of, and he mentioned the name of a judge he had completed an administrative process on. Lo and behold, it was that judge whose face turned bright red and left the courtroom and never came back. And 20 minutes later, the marshals were joking, where'd he go? Well, I think he's in the back throwing up. This friend of mine signed an appearance bond because he didn't want his family to worry and he knew he could take care of it later, but he was a little tardy in taking care of it. And so they sent the 12-member SWAT team. They hauled him in. And I am proud to be introducing to you a man who stood there by himself while the so-called judge told him he had maybe 20 other charges in a sealed indictment he was going to spend many years in prison. And when he asked my friend his name, my friend said, by what authority do you come before me? That legendary line that most of you know. And within the course of the next 24 hours, he arrested two of the judges who ran from that courtroom with red faces. He stood up as a member of the sovereign people, as a living man who would not convey his energy to them to convene their dirty business. And when the chief judge said to him, uh, what are you going to do? rather the second judge said to him, what are you going to do with the problem you have? He said to the judge, I need to correct you. I don't have a problem you do. But I tell you what, I understand there's a lien for $135 million against this place, so I'll have three county notaries sign off on it. We'll mail it to the provost marshal, and we'll hold a bleeping yard sale around there. He said that in open court, and the judge ran. And before the end of the second day, the final judge, the chief judge, ran from the room, then stuck his head back in and said, oh, I forgot. Case dismissed, all charges dismissed. And they brought my friend into a holding room. And then they brought 10 U.S. Marshals. By the way, you understand there is no such office. 10 U.S. de facto agents, one by one, to apologize to him, unprecedented. And then they brought him into chambers, and the three judges were there, and they said, if you get any more paper from this all right, everybody. All right. Okay. So I just wanted to reiterate that. You know. Uh, you know. I don't know how he pulled that off. To be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, I, I've. Le- it is a true story, though. Uh, and there was a couple other people that did it too. There was one down in Alabama there. Uh, uh, but 
you know, I mean, but you'd have to do your research on the building because there was a $135 million lien on the building. But, so, but it, you know, all that stuff, now you get into the banking stuff and whatnot. And that's all courts really are, the bank. That's all they really are, and, and, you know, and, and a lot of, and that's why I argue with a lot of my friends too about the statutory. The statutory. I was, I'm doing a case right now, and we're we're doing the research on it, and it's so twisted. The rules and the statutory motions and this and that and how they backtalk each other, and really, it's just one big circle of lies because there's no truth because there's no law. There's no law. There has to be truth. You know, law is real. This is not real. These statues they have. You know, so, but uh, if you're going to run up against them uh, using a lot of these arguments, you're going to lose. You're going to get knocked down. But, Mark, you had something you wanted to share real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I'd like to put a challenge out there to the governor to go ahead and find that court case that went to the United States Supreme Court, Mark A. Johnson and Albert B. Caruso versus all 88 counties of Ohio. Find it. Read it. I dare you. I dare you. Well, is it out there? Is it hard to find? Listening to it. Now, now the thing is, Joe, the thing is this. It's a banking institution. And what is their, what is their main profit? Their main profit is in human trafficking. And this is what the grand juries must come together and charge these criminals with. Human trafficking. Now, if you read that Constitution, I think it's the second line of the Constitution that no man will be brought up on charges of any kind without the presentment of a grand jury indictment. Not Bill of indictment, yeah. Yeah, bill of indictment. That's in the Constitution. Somebody go and find an indictment that's hand-signed by any grand jury foreman. For all we know, a chimpanzee can be back there with peanuts Rubber stamping <laughs> grand jury indictments on Governor, you got something you want to say? Hang on, Mark. Governor, Governor uh, Mr. Carpenter wants to have something to say. Go ahead, Mr. Carpenter. I'm not sure I'm crystal clear on what you're bringing forth, my friend, but I do want to make a comment. Yeah, sure. If you go to the whitehouse.gov and do some research and go back to, uh, I think it was December 2017, there's a... Uh, um, uh, executive order issued by Trump, known as uh, basically uh, human trafficking, pedophilia, and uh, crimes against uh, organized crime, um, and that seizes all the assets of all of those people in that chain of corruption, including the bankers and the cartels. And I mean, it's far-reaching. Uh, and it would take half that's what this battle is, with them is all about. They have- Hang on, hang on, Mark. Hang, Mark, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go ahead, go ahead, Governor. You'll, you'll get a chance, Mark. Go ahead, Governor. I'm sorry. And that's what all these deep in part of the reason about all these deep underground military tunnels and different things. We're fighting uh, a well-entrenched enemy worldwide, and, and we are winning. And those results are about to be made public to uh, the world in the very, very, very near future. And, uh, I mean, like I said, the baby's head's in the birth canal, so it can come at any time. We're that close to fulfilling the desires of your heart if you're a moral and just man that wants to see liberty and justice for all, then we stand together and your dreams are going to be fulfilled. 
Your prayers are going to be answered, and I thank you for your patriotism and concern. It's a lot easier to tune out than it is to tune in and be part of the solution, and I, I commend you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, Joe. Mark, go ahead. Thank you, thank you, Governor. Go ahead, Mark, real quick. And I got that pulled up, actually. I'll read that a paragraph of that in a second. That's very interesting, what you just said, Governor. But go ahead, Mark. You got something you want to add? Yeah, the thing is that I've already done the legwork on the case, and it went on writ of certiorari to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it just got pigeonholed. The case has merit, and all we need is a grand jury to open that back up. To kill this snake, you must kill the head of that snake, and that is human trafficking. Every adult that's in those penitentiary systems are held there by members of Congress because it helps their bottom line on their stock options, which they were bribed to get into Congress by those doggone stock options. The Oklahoma press has that information. And you okay, well, I agree 100%. I agree 100% yeah, but, with you, although I think that the corruption goes far much world further worldwide than that. But, you know, you're headed, you're, you know, I agree with what you're, where you're going. It, it does. So, and, and, you know, under the, Social Security Act, under the Social Security Act, excuse me, the citizen is in a state, is in a state of uh, voluntary servitude. You know, involuntary servitude is unconstitutional per the 13th Amendment. Okay. But voluntary servitude is constitutional. So for every positive action, there's a negative reaction, okay? So, you know, you have to understand this. You know, um, you know where a person has been uh, induced by fraud to make a contract, and that's what it is, you're entering into their jurisdiction. You know, several alternatives are open to, uh, open to you or him. Uh, he can uh, treat the contract as valid, uh, or he can sue and tort for the fraud. He can rescind the contract by proceedings in equity. Or he can wait until uh, until sued upon the contract and set the fraud up, up as a defense. But not not but at all times when the fraud is discovered, he must uh, he must recover. The recovery can be had. The, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. He, he can the recovery can be had. And that's you go to the American Law and Procedure Volume One under Contract Law to get, uh, read that. You know what I'm trying to say is that you're entering into their jurisdiction and you're doing it voluntarily. You know, and so so don't make the wrong decision. That's what the governor was trying to open up with here in the beginning. There's going to be two jurisdictions operating here. You know, so don't be uh, bamboozled into into their uh, the Muppet world. They're, you know, so I just wanted to say that real quick. Anybody else who got something that they want to add here? I'm going to start wrapping up the podcast here. Six five seven three three zero six one six. Uh, the closing thoughts to the podcast here tonight. Um, uh, the governor did bring up uh, that executive one three seven seven three. It is enforcing federal law with respect to transnational criminal organizations and preventing uh, international trafficking. So President Trump did address that human trafficking right there, but it says, a very important governor though I want to point out here, it says, ensure that federal law enforcement agencies give a high priority and devote sufficient resources to uh, efforts to identify Okay, uh, the uh, interdict, uh, disrupt, and dismantle transnational criminal and pros- uh, prosecution of members of such organizations. Now, it says strengthen enforcement of federal law in order to thwart this transnational uh, criminal organizations. Okay, but it's a comprehensive and decisive approach to, uh, that's required uh, uh, these organized crime syndicates and to restore safety for the American people. But it's policy. And it shall be the policy of the executive branch. 
say. So how, how could the executive branch, as policy, be really a tool for the American people at the lower levels, Governor? Might have lost him. Might have lost the governor. Because, because know, President oh, Trump is. and the, because because President Trump and the Whiteheads understood the depth of, of the depravity and influence in the deep state, and they had to take and control this at the executive level so that self-identifiers uh, okay. like Justice Roberts and all these people could self-identify as friend or foe. And gotcha. that's what we're seeing playing out. It's, it's a it's prairie dog hunting. It's fishing. They're throwing chum out there. They're setting the table. They're, you know, I mean, they're inviting them to the dinner party, you know, and these guys are just showing up right and left. And you got to get them all. And it goes through down to our local, our local levels. And in closing, let me state this is why it's so important that we, the people, get behind CSPOA.org. That's Sheriff's Max, uh, Constitutional Sheriff and Police Officers Association. And they've teamed up with the Patriot Network to form chapters known as Constitutional or CPSOA posses in every county. And if we just stood together as a people under that umbrella, whether you're 80 years old and your name's on the line and your $11 a month is being donated to the cause, uh, but in numbers, we would greatly influence the decisions and accountability of our local sheriffs and have our country back. If you look at our, our voting map county by county, we are a red country, except for a handful of blue counties and a lot of corruption. And Correct. the corruption goes on both sides of the political platform. And if we the people I mailed my survey. Uh, I mailed that show, survey, Governor. I mailed that survey to my local sheriff. I still yet to get a response, though. Uh, I did mail it with a letter because uh, there's a survey on that website. I signed up for it actually uh, on Sheriff Mack's uh, website there. And after I did the podcast great. that night, you see, I back up what I say. If I say I'm going to promote something, I'll back it up. You know. I mean, uh, you know, so yeah. I, I don't get, you know, you know what I mean? So I went on there, and I did it, and I downloaded the form, and I mailed it to uh, the sheriff down here, uh, Sheriff Sam Page. And uh, I haven't gotten a reply yet. So if I don't get a reply, I'm going to be questioning Mr. Mack there, saying, okay, what now if I don't get a reply? Because he, he, you have a questions there that you ask the sheriff if he's, uh, you know, a, a duly elected, lawful, constitutional-believing sheriff or willing to stand by the Constitution. Well. And there's a bunch of questions there. They self-identify. They self-identify, Joe. If he was proud to be a CSPOA member, he'd have responded, wouldn't he? Yeah, right. So you know he's not. Okay, so yeah. he self-identifies. Well, what do we got to do? Get rid of him, right? We got to unseat him. So, we got to well, unseat him. So the, that's, the, that's the beauty of this program is because like-minded people like yourself are now on record, and the local leader can appear in your county and organize a chapter around the sheriff without his auspices or, con- or approval. They don't have to approve a rotary. They have no jurisdiction over the, the rotary club. This is no different yeah. other than we've let him know, hey, there's 200 people here in our county that are CSPOA supporters, and we got your back. We're the posse here. And, oh, by the way, sure. we're watching what you're doing. And all of a sudden, yeah. his accountability increases. So that's the I beauty got a question, of this. You don't need need the approval of the sheriff. If he doesn't approve, all the more reason to organize and do it. 
Well, my question goes with this. I've got about a dozen of these questions on the platform always, and especially when you come on. Uh, and I appreciate your time here. I know it was spur of the moment, but uh, I had to, you know, get, look, when, when, when the good Lord speaks and when, you know, I, I like these phonies out there that talk about, you know, God and whatnot, and, you know, and, you know, I, I, I'm behind the scenes. I don't need to, you know, put myself out there and show off for nobody. Uh, you know, I, I believe in the right thing here and trying to do the right thing because I'm going to have to answer to it one day. I could die tomorrow. Step up, walk out my front door, get struck by lightning for all I know, you know, but I, and that's it. Game over, and I'm going to have to answer to, to answer to this stuff. So, uh, but my thing of it is, people that have cases in these de facto courts, no matter what it be, a speeding ticket, seatbelt ticket, or a murder charge, whatever it may be, well, hopefully it's not a murder charge because you need to be in jail, but, you know, you know what I mean. If you've got cases in there and you're in these administrative courts, let's just start with that. These de facto courts that are not really constitutional with no jury, they just have a judge that presides over, how do you get, how do you... I mean, how do you stand down from that? Uh, you can't you can't interact with them and, and combat them because they'll drag you off and electrocute you. You know, I mean, how do what do you do? It's all about jurisdiction, Joe. And you know, if you're in that jurisdiction, then you got to suffer the consequences of being in that jurisdiction. And that's what the republic does: is it provides us a, a lawful, world recognized ordained protection of a different jurisdiction. So at what, some point in time here in the near future, the second jurisdiction is going to be widely uh, accepted by the listeners of this show and, and people um, around the world are going in this direction because this is all part of the, the global plan in intercepting what was meant for our harm under the Thrive movie to bless man under the laws of nature and nature's God. That's as simple as I can make okay. it, my friend. Thank you for uh, all well, you do, well, well, what if they pull you into their jurisdiction, though? What do you say then? You're not a part of their jurisdiction. No. I'm a citizen of the republic. No, but, but they say, oh, hell no, we don't recognize that, that right that, now. That point, what do you do? that point, we're not there today. There's very few Billies out here that can walk into a courtroom and beat them at their own game, and to try is folly. It's a rigged system. Uh, but one of these days, real soon, you can already get involved with the Republic by going to the website. But as far as having true jurisdictional authority and having a hammer backed by the military and, and the rule of law, get ready. That day is around the corner, Joe. I know it, it is. I know it is. I fear. I fear for the people that have that are that are falling prey and victim to their, and they, you know that look. I even myself have have been uh, fallen prey to their jurisdiction, and I asked, and I was never entered into their jurisdiction. You know me, for goodness' sake, Governor. I'm out here spouting. Well, we this, so why would I enter into their jurisdiction? Certificate. We got a birth certificate, Joe. Yeah, and that wasn't my doing, though. The, you know, that was my parents. Yeah, but you, you know? checked. Well, you check the voting box that you're a citizen, right? Well, a citizen um, is cattle to the corporation. Well, well, sometimes. Well, you I got, did you recently. Got I was going to run for office, but. <laughs> you know, you got all these adhesion contracts. You can't. You, you got to kill the head of the snake, just like the gentleman said. And so yeah. that's what the world's doing is it's killing the head of the snake, and the republic is rising. The phoenix is rising, and welcome to our new reality. All right, let me bring um, on a couple Joe, other callers here. I, I got 503. Hang on, I got 503 and I appreciate a caller here who's got something. Yeah, yeah Governor, I, I know. If you have to go, I understand. You've been with me. I know it's pretty much. Private caller, go ahead. I got a call out here, a bunch of them on here now. 
Go ahead, private caller. How are you doing there, Joe? How are you doing there? Doing all right. All right. Good good evening. So uh, in California, uh, they're already uh, acquiring mandates for the vaccine. But uh, thank God I stay in San Bernardino where uh, it's mostly Republican over here. So that's the good thing about California. You got your counties. But Los Angeles uh, looks like a, a tyrannical state. You know, uh, okay, so so, so you, they're not going to force. They're going to force. They're not. What are you trying to get at? They're going to try forcing you statewide to take the vaccine. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't take but, it. Uh, Don't comply. Know, uh, we hope uh, Larry Elder wins for the governor, so we can stop all this. Well, I don't think he'll, I don't think he's going to help you, Larry Elders. Though I think yeah, I think what you need to do is go to the Republic's website there, get become a citizen of the Republic, or uh, do the uh, joint, you know, get, get on the side of your local sheriff and make sure they're a constitutional sheriff. I think we need to start there, to be honest with you. But I, okay. I, I'll leave you on here for a second here, caller. I got five hundred three that was jumping up and down. They want to get on here, so let me see what they got to say real quick. Go ahead, five hundred three. Hi, can you lick your own asshole? All right, all right, okay, there we go. That crooks to idiots. Unbelievable. All right, that's it for calls then. All right, um, unless I recognize the number. Um, Governor, uh, I thought that was Sarge, too, calling in there on the other one. Uh, Mark, you want closing thoughts here? Uh, Yes. It it just comes down to the um, challenge that I put out there. Did somebody go ahead and find that court case that was done uh, in the in 1990. Well, yeah, you gave us the court case. It's on our record for the show. It's on our record. Yeah, we'll look it up. Versus, I'll look it up anyway. Yeah, I will. All 88 counties of Ohio, and it it comes right off the John Dillinger trial, who killed the constitutional sheriff of Allen County in his own. Uh, yeah, we know the story. We know the story. Yeah, yeah. Mark, I don't want to be repetitious of the same thing over and over. Uh, but what I'm just trying to say is anything that you want to add to the, what you had said earlier, please, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, I'd like to get one of those applications. I'd like to get on this um, procedure and see how far we can possibly go with this. And for okay. everyone out there, too, the train to Eden is getting ready to get started up. There's got there to be go. a time and a place that this bullcrap stops. That's right. You got that right. But I appreciate Mark, I'll get that to you. You go to the, uh, the sheriff. Governor, you got the website for on your, by any chance for the sheriff, the constitutional sheriff's website there, Sheriff Mac? I don't have CSPOA.org. CSOPA.org. There you go, Mark. You look that up right there, and you get on board. I'll get with you later, Joe, and I'll get that from you, and I will follow up. Okay. All right, all right. It's just that, you know, with, with so many callers and whatnot, when you're in a live radio podcast, you know, on a conference call like this, we've we got to be careful of what we say and how we say it, you know, because we live in these times today that, look, you know, I know it's live podcasting and whatnot, but still we're trying to, we're trying to put together something here, and, we, and for us to do it, we have to make sure it's done right because we're only going to get one crack at it. God bless our republic, and uh, let me say to say this. I want to say thank you. Uh, go to the republic's website, republicofunitedstates.org, and uh, sign up and become a citizen of the republic. Or, or email them and find out who you can contact in your state to become a citizen of the republic, because right now you are seeing things unfold faster than ever, faster than ever. And let me tell you, 
it's time to get on board now. Ten years ago, the 10-year plan and whatnot, I was there. And I know we were panicking then, but like the governor said, great patriots stood up and put a stop to it. They put their name on the dotted line. They went out and they did what they were supposed to do to prolong so you can buy yourself more time and have an awakening in this country. Because God will give us an awakening. We can have an awakening. We can have an awakening in this country. Again, God will, God will give us a reprieve. We have to turn and repent. We have to repent. It's the only way. It's the only solution. God bless the republic, everybody. God bless the republic. God save the republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat all men equal. When they did not, heaven saw. Heaven saw. Our fathers fought each other and paid a great price. Father Abe kept the union, but not the republic. We forgot the republic and placed our trust in man and suffer oppression. We appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. God save the republic. prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world whether we want to be or not, and therefore we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that we must have strength. Meeting this mission as responsibility for preserving the peace, which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it.